Good morning, church. Thank you so much for allowing me this time to share with you. I bring you a greeting from uh, Australia. It is now summer and it's quite warm and we are glad that the weather is uh, warming up so that we don't have to wear so many layers. Good to see all of you, even though we only meet in cyberspace. I truly wish that we could meet face to face, but this is a, a trying time for us. The last 12 months have been challenging time for you, have been a challenging time for me. We were under lockdown most of the time. And uh, for those of you who know me, that uh, lockdown is like lockup and uh, just was really difficult because I, I, I thrive on, uh, on, on people and uh, not being able to do what we normally do for the last 12 months have been difficult. But you know, there's a flip side to all this because the lockdown has sort of forced me to slow down. And in slowing down, I have time to read, to pray, to reflect. And I find that the wonderful thing is, is during this time, God has really taking take the time to awaken me on a few issues in our life. And that's why this morning I, I really like to share with you uh, what God has shared with us. And I've entitled this message, The Covid Awakening. Come with me to Second Chronicle, chapter seven. In Second Chronicle, we found that Solomon had finished building the temple. And when he finished building the temple, he stood in front of the nation of Israel and prayed, and he prayed that God would bless, continue to bless his kingdom that God will continue to bless the temple that he has built, that God will continue to bless his people, and that all these God will use to be a blessing to the nation. You know, as I read that, I begin to be aware that most of the time you and I pray the same prayer, that God would use us, our life, our church, our family, our gifting, to be a blessing. And each one deep in our heart would desire that our church would be a house of blessing to the nation. And you know what? Just like God answers Solomon, God has answered our prayer. And this is what God said to Solomon when Solomon prayed, that they will be a house of blessing. Second Chronicle chapter 7, starting from verse 12. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. Interesting. Solomon prayed that his house, his kingdom, his church, would be a blessing 
just like you and I. And God has answered that prayer. But it almost feels like God got it wrong because our prayer is that God will use our ministry and our church and our life as a blessing. And here God is saying, Hey, I've chosen this place, your church, as a house of sacrifice. Now, wait a minute, God. It's, 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 you got the deal wrong. Uh, we were praying, praying to be a blessing, uh, not to be a place of sacrifice. But the truth is this. There can never be blessing unless there is a sacrifice. Because in chapter 7, beginning with verse 1, when Solomon finished praying, fire came down from heaven to consume the offering and the sacrifice, and the presence of God filled the temple. What does it tell us? It tells us that the fire of God's presence will only come when there is offering and there is sacrifice. And when the presence of God comes, that is where blessing is. So blessing can only come when there is sacrifice. You know, the Bible tells us, unless a grain of seed falls to the ground and die, there will never be a harvest. And we learn, Modrin and I, learned this lesson many, many years ago when we first ministered in China. There was about 140 uh, house church leaders meeting with us. And each one of them stood up and shared their testimony. And it was so powerful. But when you look at the pastor, you know they are in need. Their clothing was torn and tattered. They were mild and nourished. They were sick. But all they do is they talk about the power of God and the miracle of God and what God has done in their ministry. I stood up. We were so touched by what we, we heard that I stood up and I told this pastor, you got to remember, within these people, they would, if you add all the years that they have spent in prison, it would be at least a hundred and or hundred and twenty years in prison. So when I heard that, I stood up, and uh, I told them that when I go back, I'm going to ask the world to pray that God will continue to protect them. God will continue to provide for them. That God will cause the persecution. To, 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 die, to, to die down so that they don't have to sacrifice so much. You know, immediately as I said that, one of the brothers stood up and stopped me and says, Brother, please don't pray for that. He says, please ask the world to pray that God will give us more strength so that we could sacrifice more because when we sacrifice more, there is more blessing and when there's more blessing, there's more revival. You know, that day, I learned a lesson that I'll never forget, that blessing can only come when there's sacrifice. And if we wish to be a house of blessing, we must first wish to be a house of sacrifice. That was my first COVID awakening. I began to realize that the true measure of my spiritual growth is how much I have learned 
to sacrifice this year more than last year? How much more have I learned to sacrifice my time, my gifting, my resources this year than last year? That is how we measure growth. And it's so easy to measure that because all I have to do then is I look at my schedule, I look at my activity, and then I look at my bank statement. These three things tells the whole story about my life. I want to challenge all of us as God awakened us on that matter about really, unless we are willing to sacrifice, there can't be blessing in our house. That as a church, as an individual, we would evaluate our activity, we, we look at our schedule, and then we would look at our bank statement to determine how far we have grown this year as compared to last year. That was the first COVID awakening. The second COVID awakening is that I should not be surprised by what is happening last year and what is going to happen this year. Because like God has warned Solomon, God has warned us about this. Let me read to you. I continue to read to you from Second Chronicle chapter uh, seven, verse thirteen. Let's start from verse twelve again. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, "I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. When I shut up heaven and there is no rain, or command the locusts to devour the land." or send pestilence among my people. Now, let, let's stop here. Now, during those days, the economy was an ag agricultural economy. When God shut out heaven and there's no rain, the whole economy collapsed. And that's what we are facing now. Most of our country are broke. And it goes on that if, allow, if I allow locusts to attack your crop, which means if I allow your blessing to be attacked, he didn't say if, he said when I allow this to happen. So we have been warned. Or if I would allow pestilence, I would, if I would allow COVID, to come into your life. So the warning is there. If we read it carefully, it, it didn't say if, it say when. And we, sh sh among all the people in the world, should never be surprised that this is happening right now. So there's my second COVID awakening. My third COVID awakening is that because God has warned us, He has also given us the answer. And that we should not be stressed or be in a state of hopelessness. Because He has provided us the answer and promise to heal our land. Let's read on. 
Verse 14, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. You know, our economy need healing. Our people need healing. Many nations are in the brink of being bankrupt. People all of the world are starving. But the answer God has given us is this. If my people who are called by my name, let's stop here for a minute. Let's stop here and see what it means by my people who are called by my name. You know, the first time believers were called by God's name was found in the book of Acts. And it was at the church of Antioch where believers were called Christian. Little Christ. And during that time, the church of Acts was very, very sacrificial. We learned that they sell everything so that everybody could have what they need. They were very sacrificial. They were also very powerful and very contagious because the book of Acts tells us that not long after the church in Antioch meet, the people around complain that these Christians have turned their world upside down. So they were sacrificial, they were powerful, and they were contagious. That was the true measure of a Christian church. And my fourth COVID awakening is the fact that our churches is a far cry from the Church of X. We have style, but we have very little substance. We have holy sacrament, but very little Holy Spirit. We have purpose, but very little power. We have gifting, but very little grace. We have wealth, but very little goodwill. And I began to realize that the true measure of a church is against the Church of X. You know, it is almost as if that the church, the modern church, have a mask over their face and the world cannot hear our voice anymore. We have lost the light, we have lost our saltiness. And in many ways, We are sick. 
But you know, the one thing we must learn from COVID is this. We must learn to be as contagious as COVID. COVID is contagious to kill, to steal, and to destroy. You and I, as the Church of God, must be contagious so that God can bring life and life in this fullness. That was my fourth awakening. And when I realized that, the first thing I asked God was, God, so what do you want me to do to change the church? And you know, the answer came loud and clear. Immediately. Nothing. I want you to first change yourself. And I guess I understand that. Because I am the church. And to add to that, I belong to the group of people in the church that help set the direction and the, 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 the environment in the church. And therefore, if there's any changes, it has to start with me. That was my fifth COVID awakening. That change starts with me. If we read on, we will find that this is what God has encouraged His children to do. He says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their evil ways, and then I will hear from heaven and will forgive them their sin and heal their land. What must we do? in order to go, for God to heal our land, first, we must humble ourselves. What it means is that we must admit our mistake. Begin to really acknowledge where we are at. Humble ourselves and pray. Speak to God about it. And seek his face. It was very interesting. Seek his face, not his hand. Because when you seek his face, his presence will come. And his presence will only come when there's offering and there's sacrifice. And where his presence is, there's blessing. So these are the three things that we got to do. One, humble ourselves, admit where we are at. Two, Talk to him about it. Three, seek his face. And four, turn from our wicked ways. You know, it's very interesting. When I read that, I was thinking, God, but I don't really have a wicked way. And I begin to realize that Oops, maybe that is not true. Because we realize that for the past 30 years, we really have seen the hand of God 
upon our ministry and upon our life. We see how powerful he moved in the nations that we have been working in, in Burma, in Sri Lanka, in China, and now in Russia. We are so used to seeing God doing all this wonderful stuff. And, and most of the time, people who knew our ministry will uh, come to us and say, hey, you are doing a good job. And we begin to feel that we are quite a vital part of establishing God's kingdom. And without knowing it, we begin to feel that we are doing the kingdom of God a favor in our ministry. And then, COVID happened. For 12 months, we could do absolutely nothing, except for a few video calls, Zoom meeting, and a few recordings. We could absolutely do nothing. But yet, yet, the kingdom of God is still going strong. The work in, China, in, in, in Russia especially is still booming. The, church, the, the, the Russian churches are still going out, planting churches. They are still training young people. They are still uh, doing evangelistic meetings, feeding the poor. And uh, the kingdom of God in Russia is expanding. And it's, it's a very sobering uh, uh, awakening to realize that the kingdom of God will continue to grow without us. So what does that mean? What it means is this. It means that our ministry is not a favor to God. Our ministry that God gave us is a privilege from God. You know, it's funny how this type of wicked ways can creep into your life. It is just like the story about the frog in the, in, in the boiling pot. I told you all about um, some time ago that we get so complacent that we begin to think that our ministry is a favor to God. When actually, our church, our personal ministry is really a privilege from God. You know, I, I, I thank God for all this lockdown. Because during this process, He has shared and awakened me to these few things. And when He does that, He compels me to reevaluate my life and to reset priority. If God willing and if your pastor willing, the next time I share with you, I want to share about which part of my life do I have to readjust? How do I need to set, to reset my priority after knowing this? And I've entitled this 
next message, my bucket list. My prayer is this. My prayer that perhaps what God has revealed to me during this time of reflection might speak to also to some of you. Because my first awakening is that my house must not only be a house of blessing, but it must be a house of sacrifice. My second awakening is that I should not be surprised about what is happening and what will happen. And my third awakening is that I must rejoice and not feel stressed and hopeless because God has provided an answer to this. And His answer is that if my people and my people would humble themselves, pray and seek my face and turn from my wicked ways. And as we do that, God will heal our land. But knowing this requires action. It requires us to evaluate our life and reset our priority. And I pray that as God speaks to you, that there will be areas in your life that He wished to strengthen and He wished to change. That we will allow Him the privilege to do that in our life for you and I. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you are so merciful to us. And as you speak to us, that knowledge to be, should be translated into action so that we can continue to grow in you and that our life, our church, our house would truly be a house of sacrifice as you require. I give you thanks and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. This sermon has been brought to you by Harvest Generation Church. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged.